The following is a public service announcement pertaining to the sale, distribution and advertisement of Barry's Ball Spray, produced by Dowgy Kunz Limited. G'day, Owen Kunz here, owner and founder of Dowgy Kunz Limited. It is with great regret that I announce the recall of all Barry's Ball Spray products from our distributors and retailers effective immediately. Following a lengthy investigation by Today Tonight, it has been discovered that Barry's Ball Spray contains hydrofluoric acid, a flesh-eating chemical which, when used for prolonged seconds by a customer in the manner directed, that is to destink one's penis and ball bag by spraying excessive amounts of the product, the ensuing result may be that of complete castration and dismemberment. We therefore urge all customers to cease using the product as soon as is convenient or else you will essentially be a unique. We are however delighted to ensure our customers that our other product lines including Fanny's Flap Fragrance, Aaron's Asshole Aroma and Gary's Gooch Gunk have all been thoroughly tested and may contain only low levels of mercury. This is Australia This Morning Tonight. On last night's show, retorts to the sports rorts, a report into the court supports for locals in short shorts. And eating out takes on a new meaning with the advent of drive through sex shops. All that and much more on one of Australia's podcasts, Australia This Morning Tonight. Well, the weather outside is frightful and so are these persistent hemorrhoids. Good morning and welcome to Australia This Morning Tonight Easter Special. My name is Cara De Proper. And my name is Andrea Jean. Once again, you may notice a difference in audio quality this week as Adrian continues to serve his 14-month isolation period in room 13 at the Sunshine Motor Inn in Pickling House. Adrian, how are you faring? Look, uh, thanks, Guy. A couple of updates in respect of my isolation. Uh, Last week, the Minister for Immigration and all-round arsehole Peter Dutton telephoned me and he told me uh, that, for the good of the nation, they wanted to quarantine me in a more secure facility. Uh, As such, I've now been transported here to the Melton Harness Racing and Trots Track, uh, where I am safely quarantined in a horse float in the car park. Uh, Look, Gareth, I've been treated well. Uh, I've been receiving a a bale of hay each day, and uh, if I behave myself, I've been told that they won't be taking me to the flag factory. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're faring well, and it's uh, safe to say that by the time your quarantine period comes to an end, you'll be chomping at the bit to get out of there. Nay, nay, I'm a horsey. Now, Easter, it's not just a time for celebrating the persecution of a particular man for his influence over the masses and subsequent threat to ruling classes, which ultimately led to his untimely death. No, while the story of Jamal Khashoggi is a rough one, it's really got nothing to do with Easter. We all know that Easter is really about the chalky eggs and a mythical lagomorpha who frighteningly hops into the house of every small child in the world to make a deposit that is both biologically and logically fucked. But here at Australia This Morning Tonight, we're a fucking family show and we are thrilled tonight to announce that, as a special treat for our younger viewers, we have been able to exclusively secure an interview with the bushy-tailed bunny of the moment... Easter Bunny. He joins us now via Zoom. 
Hello, Easter Bunny. Are you there? <coughs> yeah, I am. Yep, yep. So, Easter Bunny, how are you feeling post-Easter weekend? Absolutely shithouse, Gary. Oh. I've been uh, forced to deliver chalky eggs to over one billion households in the past 24 hours against my will. Now, OK, don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, that is my job, and ordinarily I'm, I'm happy to do it. Uh, however, given the current coronavirus pandemic, I express my concerns to my trade union to no avail. Uh, so I've had to uh, traverse inside over one billion fucking homes with no PBPE, which is personal bunny protective equipment. And I cannot express strongly enough, Graham, how deeply, deeply concerned I am that the action of me delivering all of these Easter eggs will turn into an absolute, unmitigated, unprecedented disaster spreading coronavirus, the likes of which you have not seen in over a generation. Oh, and how did it come about that you delivered chocolate eggs in the first place? I just do what I'm fucking told, okay? I, I don't have any input into what I deliver. Uh, you know, if they wanted me to deliver fucking double-ended dildos to children, I'd fucking do it. It's just a job, okay? I, mean, I have a mortgage. Um, I have 79 kits, uh, which is uh, the name for a baby rabbit. Uh, and I'm also addicted to crack cocaine. So I have all of those things which I need to service. And uh, is there a Mrs Easter Bunny? Look, I don't feel comfortable talking about my sex life on a public radio show. <laughs> Why should we trust you coming into our homes? Uh, well, I hold a relevant licence, uh, which has been issued pursuant to Section 37 of the Bunny Intruder Act 1992, which is a Commonwealth Act, and that provides that I've undergone rigorous training and background checks which have satisfied the Australian Parliament that I am of a sound character and mind to enter people's homes and, uh, and to give them chalky eggs. And if you had one piece of advice for the kiddies of Australia? Uh, oh, fuck. Um, well, if I could relive my life, I probably wouldn't have hung around the Catholic Church, I guess. Easter Bunny, thank you so much for calling in. Both disturbing and enlightening. And we're getting a call on the Australia This Morning Tonight open line, and if you'd like to call in, call... Hello, this is Australia, but morning, but hello, hello, how are you? Oh yes, uh, I'm alright, it's uh, it's Herman Momfries uh, calling up from Baronia. Oh, uh, great to have you on the show, Herman. Yes, I just thought I'd call up the open line and express my dismay and uh, my disgust over the uh, recent announcement uh, that uh, uh, Godfrey's vacuum cleaners are going to be uh, put into administration. Yes, very sad news, Herman. And perhaps you could share with the good listeners some of the uh, memories you have of Godfrey's vacuums. Well, I purchased my first vacuum, a Hoover uh, 22, uh, in 1836, while I was uh, foraging for gold on the gold mines. And then, uh, that, 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 I mean, they don't make them like they used to, really. That, that, that particular vacuum cleaner lasted me nigh on 200 years. When my wife died, I said to myself, well, this dick isn't going to suck itself. And the one thing that got me through was uh, the Godfrey's vacuum cleaner, who was there to uh, provide oral pleasure when required. And then it was last year that I thought, well, it's probably about time I came into the 19th century and bought a 
brand new vacuum cleaner and I, I, I went out and I uh, purchased a, 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 a Dyson bagless vacuum cleaner. And it's quite ironic that it's called bagless because uh, after performing some uh, simulated fellatio-based routines on my nutsack, uh, it turned out that I was in fact bagless uh, because of the incredible suction of the Dyson 2000 animal bum stick, which is uh, a testament to its power and not a testament to my testes, which no Well, Herman, exists. thank you very much for calling in. We wish you all the very best love and happiness with your Dyson bum stick. And just for calling in, Herman, you have won a dim sim. That's right. Also from our friends at the Sebastopol Noodle Bar, this dim sim has sat underneath the Bay and Marie for over three months. Originally steamed, it now probably looks quite similar to Herman's old ripped-off nutsack. Herman, enjoy your dim sim. We are lucky enough tonight to be joined by a federal government minister on the show and joining us is the Minister for Sports Rorts, Lies, Deception and the Arts, Minister Scott Nonutz. Minister, thanks for joining us on the program. Yeah, great to be with you, uh, Jerry Halliwell. Now, before we begin, can I just say I will not be pandering to your bully questions. I will be straight up, and unlike last time, I'll be decisive, and and I won't let you trample all over me. I'm as tough as nails, okay? And don't you forget it, Jerry Harvey. Now, Minister, a recent report by Peter Hellier on the project on Channel 10 has revealed that your department has handed out over $100 million in grants to sporting clubs in marginal electorates just before the most recent election. Now, this is blatant pork barrelling. Does this mean that you are a fraudulent, incompetent deceiver who lacks the credibility to be Minister for Sports Rorts? Oh, um, yeah, geez, I, I, uh, I hadn't really thought about it like that. I hadn't really looked at it in that way, uh, Gary. Uh, Yeah, look, I guess what you've just said, I I guess that means that I do lack credibility and I do lack the transparency to be Uh, a minister. uh, Yeah. Okay, well... The opposition has called for there to be an independent body set up to deal with such blatant issues of corruption. What do you think they would find should they investigate you? If they were to investigate me, I I guess they would find a big sooky poo-poo pants who uh, rides a tricycle with girly streamers on on, on the handlebar, who who dobs on bullies to his mum and who poos his pants, I guess. Uh, uh, Okay. Uh, Well... Well, Minister Scott, no notes. It seems like that was a bit of a come-to-Jesus moment for you. I mean, does that mean that you will stop the pork barrelling and corruption? Uh, no, no, it doesn't. Right. Uh, do you have any parting messages for our listeners? Well, I do, actually, yes. The Prime Minister has asked me to uh, make your viewers aware of a new public health campaign that we are today releasing on behalf of the Australian Government. Obviously, with so many people self-isolating, there's probably going to be an uptick in unwanted pregnancies uh, from people fornicating or fucking, if you will. I won't. So, as such, our Government has spent $3.2 million on a new sexual health campaign featuring my uncle from the Isle of Sprog in Northern England. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my uncle, Peter File. Here we go, time for penetration. So put a dinger on your donger, put a franger on your fronger, put a connie on your codger, yes indeed, yes indeed. Put a welly on your willy, put a cherry on your chilli, put a rubber on your rug, indeed, indeed. Oh, my God. Put a glove 
on your goblin, put a sock on that slonger. Put a rubber on your Ronnie, yes indeed, yes indeed. Life is so much better when your partner's a self-wetter. So put a bloody condom on that motherfucking dick. This has been a message from the Australian government Canberra, spoken by P-File. Well, felching. Is it something that fathers should be... Oh, sorry, we're getting a telephone call on the open line. Hello, you're on the air. Hello, darling. It's uh, Craig McLaughlin here. How are you? Oh, Craig, yes, I'm very good. Uh, How can we help you today? Uh, Look, I just wanted to call in. Obviously, there's a lot of people out there at the moment that are struggling, and uh, if there's anything I can do to help, I'm always willing to help, of course. So I thought I'd uh, pull a little skeleton out of the closet, (laughs) not in a legal sense, but uh, pen a little something that uh, perhaps will lift people's spirits and uh, get them feeling good. Because uh, if there's anything I like doing, it's making people feel good. Well, great. We'd love to hear it, Craig. goes a little something like this. Hey, Corona! Whoa, Corona! Mr McLaughlin, a news article published by the ABC on the 4th of December 2019 said that during a show in 2014 you went off script and kissed a woman on stage and on a separate occasion leaned up against her when you had an erect penis and you wanted her to know. What do you have to say about that report? <laughs> Mr. McLaughlin, in an article published by The Sun on 29 November 2019, it states that you messaged your former co-star, who you allegedly assaulted, asking her to come back to the show because her understudy's vagina smelt. What do you have to say about that? Hey, Corona, here we go. Because it's it's like my song, Mona, except it's Corona. Craig McLaughlin, thank you for calling in. It's my pleasure, darling. <laughs> As COVID-19 rapidly exterminates all of our grand, great-grand and regular parents, we, the Fitbods, have been left to adapt to a new way of life. Horny young ragamuffins looking to drop a wad or squirt a puddle have been left unable to bumble or tinder their way to climax due to government-imposed restrictions on the exchange of bodily fluid. They have therefore resorted to the methods of Skype sex, Zoom fuck and Facecum to satisfy their vigorous sexual appetites. However, what happens when the thrill of wanking oneself off to another oneself loses its lube-shimmering shine? Much like a sexually barren marriage, one of the first points of call may be your local sex shop. However, with the ever-increasing restrictions around isolation, even this simple innocent task has become difficult. So one snappy entrepreneur, Sir Stuart Michael Patricks, has come up with a novel solution that just may break the internet. Some fucking flog has this interview. Sir Patrick Michael Stewart... Welcome to Australia This Morning Tonight. Oh, thanks very much, Adrian. It's very good to be here um, at Australia This Morning. Sir Patrick, can you tell us a little bit about how you are taking it to a traditionally conservative industry? Yeah, well, look, we're really excited about this because we feel like we're sort of, you know, smashing the arse ceiling or, you know, grabbing the wrong end of a double-ended sword. And um, we're sort of uh, pretty excited because um, generally the fast food and takeaway industry has been pretty uh, methodical in its whole time. And, you know, you've all seen the movie with the Michael Keaton. Um, and oh, 
Oh, yes. Is, is that uh, Home Alone 2? Yeah, that's right. Home Alone 2 about how the McDonald's chain restaurant starts. And, uh, you know, it's all pretty uh, methodical. You know, now, you know, you should buy a franchise, you set it up, you make your next franchise, you move on. But um, what we're hoping to do within our business is to uh, take it in a bit of a different direction. Uh, so what we've decided is that we are going to follow the methodological approach of uh, a fast food restaurant, uh, but we're actually going to do it for um, sex shop. Okay, that sounds like a very interesting idea. Uh, can you explain how you propose to do that a little bit more in depth? Yes, yeah, so basically it's a fast food restaurant for um, sex products. So uh, you would be driving in your car, you'd see one of your stores, you would pull into the drive through you would talk into the little box. Hello, I would like the largest double-ended dildo that you've got on the menu, please. You would drive up to the next window and they would f- simply pass you the double-ended dildo through the window of your car. Hmm, it sounds revolutionary. And perhaps the marketing behind the whole premise is uh, the most revolutionary part about it. Because well, we're obviously hmm. entering a very competitive market in the drive through takeaway business. And so what we've done is tended to align ourselves with brands that are already operating at a successful level. So we have renamed our shops and our drive through premises as um, similar to some of the most successful fast food takeaway restaurants. Uh, as a MBA graduate from Harvard, I'm sure that you would understand the absolute need to differentiate your product in a competitive market. Can can you tell us a little bit about the branding and how you intend to replicate those restaurants? That's exactly correct, Aweola. So what we've decided to do is we take the names of the original fast food restaurants that we are hoping to align ourselves with and um, we flip it and change it up a bit. We'll make it a bit exciting. So, um, you know, they did Hungry Wax, We did Famished Fannies. Um, they did Taco Bell. We did Taco Bell End. They did Kentucky Fried Chicken. We do Kentucky Fucked Cocks. They did McDonald's. We do McCornholes. They did... They did Zambueros, we do Zamdildos. And for those members of our homosexual community who are looking for a drive-through experience, they just need to look out for our Mount Gambia store, which is simply named Subgay. Well, all of that sounds revolutionary and exciting. Do you foresee it being profitable? Oh, I can tell you already, Adrian, that it is more than profitable. It is very profitable. We have had much profit. Well, Sir Patrick, OBE, MBA, FUK, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on board thanks for talking to me adrian and for being on your own show and interviewing me i have got you this complimentary free pack of whipped ass ticklers also patrick you shouldn't have but i did well that's it for this week's show adrian thank you once again for your remote attendance at the melton harness racing and trotting track we trust you stay in good health and uh, we'll speak to you again soon Well, thanks, Carrot Dick, and I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Sorry, there's someone knocking on the door of my horse float. I'll just go get that. Abley and Bream, this is the AFP and you are under arrest for violating Section 69 of the Coming Into Australia Immigration Act that says you must be serving a 14-month isolation period in the Melton, Motor Inn and Cum uh, Factory. Uh, sorry, I, I didn't know. Um, Peter Dutton just told me to come here and he said I could place some bets on the trots or the harness racing, whatever the fuck that is, and, and, and that's why I'm here. You shut the fuck up, cunt. Where you're going, there will be no trots. The only trots will be the ones coming out of your ass from the Bay and Marie meals that you get on Christmas Island. No, not Christmas Island. Island? Thanks for listening, viewers, and a Merry Easter to all. Now the jingle hop has begun.